Welcome back to another episode of the I Can't Explain podcast. I'm your host, Sam Thoen. Once again, we're coming at you with another guest, another episode. We already tried to record this the first episode. There's a little bit of disconnection errors. So hopefully everything runs smooth on this end. So I'm just going to jump straight into it. Not really much of an intro on this one other than I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves and then we'll get straight into it. So Kwaku, I'll let you introduce yourself to the people. Yo, what's up? It's your boy, Koiku. Um, I worked with Sam at WCRD. He was um, one of the news anchors for Live at Five. I was one of the assistant news directors. And I host the podcast, which you should absolutely listen to Sam's podcast first. But <laughs> when you're done listening to Sam's podcast, you should check out Quakes and Friends on um, Spotify and Google Podcasts and iHeartRadio. That's K-W-A-K-E-S and Friends. Mm-hmm. and on that podcast, if you want to just talk about like uh, things in current events, I've interviewed a lot of bands on that show. Like it's it's a very like a uh, straightforward, just fun podcast. And I think you've listened to a few episodes, Sam. So you yeah, can. I, oh wait, go ahead. I was just gonna say you can uh, like say like whether you think that's a good description of it or. <laughs> uh, like yeah, I haven't. I'm gonna be honest. I haven't listened to all of them. Like. But from the episodes I've listened to, it's definitely a great list. I recommend you check it out. I believe you're on the same kind of platforms that I am. So there's not really any other like hassle involved. He also has your Twitter if you want to go, if you want to plug your Twitter real fast, Quaku. Oh, yeah. Um, we got um, the Quakes Pod Twitter. So that's K W A K E S P O D. That's the Quakes of Friends Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can also follow me on Twitter at K W A K E S 95. And I've been told my tweets are funny. So if you like uh, <laughs> funny tweets, then uh, you can uh, follow that account. Everything on Twitter that I usually follow is people trying to be funny. Because I'm not on Twitter. I don't know about you, Kwaku, but I'm not on Twitter to have a serious time. Oh, I'm, you can't be on Twitter to have a serious Like, my Twitter account is my, me shitposting, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's me shitposting or just me be me uh, – having snarky comments to like news articles or what's going on in the world. Like I'm not on there for like a businessy type thing. I'm on there to have fun. Oh, Oh, I, I've, I've found so many people that take things too seriously on there. You guys heard me rant about it several times where it's just like, I'm just trying to have a fun time. I'm obviously joking, but people on Twitter just, I don't know. I don't know what it is about Twitter, but people just like, are like, don't realize something's a joke. They, they 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 take things too seriously. Well, I mean that's everyone now. Like the, again, like not to like there are some things that like people are like you shouldn't you take this too seriously. But like it's like listen, this is actually like there's a difference between being actually offensive and then like just mm-hmm. trying to be funny. And I feel like there's a line, mm-hmm. but the problem is that people on both sides of the argument don't understand where that line is. So you have people that try to be funny and edgy, but they cross the line and they won't admit that they cross the line. But you also have people on the receiving end where they won't understand that something's just a joke and they don't know how to handle it. And yeah. I feel like the internet, since everyone has their own voice, it makes it easier for people to be outspoken about a lot of things mm-hmm. more than before. Yeah, I, I definitely I definitely agree. With, with like how I approach Twitter is I'm not trying to be offensive at all. I, I like to... I like to target more like I'm on there more like sports jokes wise where like I poke fun at your joke or like I trigger like I triggered the Texas A&M fan base a couple of weeks ago, which was pretty funny. Got to a bunch of 
got into a bunch of heated arguments there. But it's just like there there's a time and place where I feel like you should be able to tell if someone's just trying to troll and whether someone's actually being offensive or not. Oh, no, absolutely. And I think that, like, again, comedy is a good – especially with times like this right now, like, I feel like comedy is a very important thing. Like, that's how a lot of people cope with what's going on around them and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I do feel like especially like Twitter is a good place to be right now for a lot of people. Like, cause it definitely was for me. Cause a few months ago, especially when a quarantine hit, the memes are on point. Oh, I, I, I love Twitter memes. Twitter memes are some of the best memes, but Kwaku, you, you mentioned before this disconnected on the other attempt we try to record that you recently graduated. So how was, how was the job search going? Cause I talked to Jacob last episode and he kind of, it, it sounded kind of rough from how he described it. Oh, it, it sucked. Uh, let me tell you, it sucked. Um, so the week after everything shut down, I did like a college fair thing on the, you remember the Indiana Association of Student Broadcasters thing yes. that we all tried to like? Yeah, so they had a job fair, like it was a virtual job fair. And it was so funny because it was over Google Hang, Hangouts. Okay. So. But it's all these older guys that don't know how to use it at all. So that was <laughs> kind of funny. Mm-hmm. But we were uh, doing uh, – we are talking to like a bunch of other companies and stuff around Indiana. Mm-hmm. And a few of them actually were interested in talking to me. And I was like, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. I get online the next week and I find out that all these companies nationwide that are doing radio, that are doing broadcasting, are starting to lay off and furlough people because of the uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm big screwed right now. Yeah. So I applied for some jobs in late April mm-hmm. and a lot of those companies aren't hiring freezes right now. So that's been kind of difficult and media in the general is on a pretty much on a hiring freeze. Yeah. But I think I found a job that I'm going to be doing. It's not in the radio world right now. It's like doing financial stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, you got to make money and it's part time. So like the best case scenario is I can, have two jobs if I get a big boy radio job. So that's kind of what I'm looking at right now. Okay. That sounds pretty cool. My brother found a job. He, he had a lockdown before this quarantine happened and shit happens. He's still going to Chicago, which is great for him, but he's also not doing what his major, like what he did for his major, like you Kwaku. And looking back on your four years, all right, I wanted to like, what I basically did with Jacob is like, do you think Ball State kind of, prepared you for like the career you want to get into and like would you what what did you think of your ball state experience i thought it was really you mean from the perspective of a major or just in general just in general like was it worth to choose were you happy with the decision to choose ball state looking back on it do you wish you would have gone somewhere else like let's say iu or purdue or whatnot no i like that i went to ball state and i'll tell you why because I came here knowing that I wanted to do to major in like to get radio experience and to like meet and network with people. But there's a lot of other stuff that came with that from me coming here that I didn't would not have been exposed to otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I got into like the house show scene, like where, you know, like someone has a house and bands come through and play and stuff like that. Like I probably would not have done that had I gotten to IU or even Purdue. And that actually helped me a lot with my show because you, I became friends with a lot of these bands and, or at least friendly with a lot of these bands. So like 
I'd get their Twitters, they'd follow me back, and then it would be easier to book them on the show. Mm-hmm. And that's good content for the show or even for the radio show I was doing. And because of that kind of stuff, I was able to put on my own event in October, which was pretty cool. Um, and it was called a bug fest. And we had some five bands play at one of the venues here in town. And it was a pretty cool experience, but I really don't think that any of that would have happened if I'd gone to IU or Purdue or. Yeah. So, so uh, I was talking to Jacob last year or uh, last episode and he said, like he didn't really miss that much like as terms of like he wasn't that sad of that quarantine kind of cut his senior year short so are you are you different like do, do you wish you would have gone like had a full senior year or are you just like I'm just glad to be done I'm glad I'm done with school I'm going to miss the people that that's the big thing with me like I really wish I would have had another like that whole month of March or that whole month of April to say my actual goodbyes to a lot of people that actually left for the summer Mm -hmm. because I feel like that in that whole like perspective, it's very anticlimactic to be like, Oh, the last time I saw you was at a party. Not like me going to get coffee with you and just talking with you for a couple hours. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you kind of want to have those good goodbyes with uh, your friends and people that you've connected with and stuff like that. I I, I get that. I mean, it's definitely hard to, I would say, I'm not a person that generally likes goodbyes, though. I feel like it's a little bit awkward, a little bit uncomfortable, and, I, like, you probably would have liked to have those goodbyes, but if I was in your situation, I don't know. I differ in, like, it would, like I don't really want to say goodbye in a way. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, again, it doesn't have to be a goodbye, goodbye, like, where you're crying mm-hmm. over each other and, like, a coffee, but whatever, but, like, just a more formal last hangout, you know what I mean? Like, because there's some people that I'm really close to, and it sucks that the last time I actually hung out with them was, like, at a party where there's a bunch of drunk people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, I get that. So, Kwaku, you mentioned you do your kind of podcasting. We, you kind of explained, like, kind of your passion for starting it. So, if you want to kind of, like, I don't like, if you want to explain it again, you can, or you can give a short summary of just, like, why you decided to create your podcast. Well, I decided to create it because so I've liked radio and stuff like that since I was seven years old. But all the radio I used to like listen to was like pop radio. And I used to like play pretend radio in my parents' bedroom when I was a kid. But as I got older, I stopped doing that. And when I got into high school, I was on the internet and I found like all these talk shows like um, the Howard Stern show, um, the Opie and Anthony show. Uh, Elvis Duran is another guy that I've, I listen to a lot. And, like, that kind of opened my mind to, like, wanting to do radio as a career because I'm like, wow, radio isn't just playing the same songs over and over again. It's where you can go on, have a discussion with people, uh, give your opinions about things, interview people, do crazy shit if you want to on your show. So then I came here to WCRD and started doing uh, shows over there and working with a new show and stuff like that. But I was like, this isn't really what I want to do. So I just decided on a whim, I'm going to do my own podcast. Mm-hmm. And January of 2018, that's when I did my first show. And I think I did six shows in that semester that were all on SoundCloud. And that was because I didn't know how to put them on Spotify. So I was just like, I'll just put them on SoundCloud, blah, 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 blah. blah. And then I just stopped doing them. And then I think March or April of 2019 came around and my friend Cody wanted to do a podcast too. And I'm like, dude, I have a podcast. You should come on that. 
And he pretty much goes, you won't bring it back, you pussy. And I go, oh, you're calling me a pussy. That's what this is now. So he became a co-host for a couple episodes. Then he dropped out. But the show's been going strong ever since. And it's definitely something I want to continue to do after I leave here and get a job somewhere and stuff like that. Because they're really fun to do. Yeah, I, I enjoy my podcast, whether it's on here, whether it's my uh, podcast I do with Gray or my Hustle Belt one. It's definitely a fun experience. How I got into it was a little bit different than you, Quake. You. I, I recently got into podcasts as soon as, like, last year I started listening to a bunch of comedy ones, like Bill Burr. You've got your um, – uh, if you listen to Stiff Socks, if you listen to Bad Friends. I, I like listening to comedy things, and I really wanted to just do this myself. So, uh, so what – so, uh, Quake, did you see how, like, Joe Rogan got the $100 million – It's, it was amazing to watch this, like the thing on the internet, Joe Rogan, $100 million dealing with Spotify. I'm like, there's really a market for this. When you look at all the different podcasts, they have their own ads, their sponsorships. And it's just crazy to see, like, I'm, I'm not, I don't have an audience big enough for kind of sponsors at this moment. And on oh, same here. Podcast. it's, it's kind of, well, I, I kind of wanted to get your feet, like thought process on. So when should someone start podcasting? Should they kind of build up their fan base first or should they kind of grind it out? Because if you already have your audience, you obviously have the people to listen and whatnot. Otherwise you kind of have to grind your way to the top, which also brings another kind of audience with you. So Kwaku, what's kind of your kind of thought process with that? Well, again, I started mine, and I'm pretty much a nobody in the business. So, like, mm-hmm. but I don't get a lot of listeners. Like, I probably have, like, maybe two or three people that are, like, frequent listeners. But if you really want to be successful, I would say, like, you need to either have a radio show, you need to have a comedy uh, career, or a sports one. Like, Pat McAfee, his podcast does really well. Uh, you know, like all these comedians, like you said, Bill Burr, uh, Mark Marin, they do very well. And then there's radio guys who their shows are podcasts and they do really well. And if something were to happen to their show, their fans would follow them. Mm-hmm. So I really do think it depends on what you want to do. If you want to just do it because you think it's fun, that's absolutely fine. But don't expect it to blow up. Mm-hmm. But if you really want your podcast to blow up, I really do feel like you have to have a career where you already have fans. You already have a loyal fan base. They'll follow you over there. Yeah, I I, I agree with you completely because – like uh, as the names we mentioned bill burr they've all had bob saget like bob saget even has his own podcast it seems like everyone has a podcast Danny Tanner has a podcast yes he does i I listened to one of his episodes and he had john stamos on that was uh, the one i listened to you know who has a podcast that's actually really good who josh from drake and josh wait he has a podcast yeah, it's called Curious with Josh Peck, and it said it's basically him just interviewing like all these high-profile celebrities. And it's like actually really good. 
Boy, I, I feel like everyone, every celebrity has a podcast, like Pat McAfee, as you mentioned. It's just, it's just insane. It seems like everybody and their dog has one these days. Well, again, and that's why it makes it harder to just stand out because, again, it's not like radio where, like, look, if you're on the radio, everyone has a radio on their car, so they turn on the radio and they're flipping through, and they hear, like, Sam talking on the radio. They'll be like, what's this? I'll listen to this. Mm-hmm. But if it's a podcast, like you really have to work it if you want people to listen to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a lot more effort. Like you have to be on social media. You got to get people like really, you got to like have the initiative, like really push it if you want people to find you. Yeah. If you're on and, podcast as opposed to if you're on the radio. And not only that, if you really want to be big one day, it has to be over several years. It's not going to be just over overnight. So it's going to take a lot of effort, kind of a lot of, work and you have to be entertaining at the end of the day oh exactly so so Kwaku, i i kind of had this thought process do you think podcasts like comedy podcasts are a different way of, do you think it correlates to kind of stand-up comedy you know what i mean so like if you can do a comedy podcast do you think people can do stand-up uh well again i consider mine to be comedy based i because only because it's you know, we try to be funny on it. Like, I think that, mm. you know, no matter what I talk about, I try to make it funny and fun for people to listen to. But I don't think I could do a stand-up thing at all. Mm. And I think it's because the difference is, if you listen to my podcast, I've never done one by myself. Mm. Like, I'm always interacting with people. But like, if you're able to do a podcast where you're talking for an hour on your own, I feel like you could possibly do it because stand-up is essentially a podcast with an audience if you think about it yeah because that was like just sitting not- up there and just talking for an hour and not talking to anyone and you're trying to be entertaining for that whole 60 minutes which i've never done it but that sounds extremely just scary i can i don't think i could do that it definitely seems scary because like in the back of my mind i really want to just like try it because you know i both say how they have like the open mic nights yeah i i was like like I don't know whether they're gonna have them this year with the whole Corona situation going on, but like I bring wanna, your own mic. I yeah yeah that, that <laughs> definitely could be a way. I I want to at least try it to see like I'm not gonna pursue it in a way like I want to become a stamp comedian, but I would just like to see if I'm actually like that funny. You know what I mean? Yeah yeah. I mean it's not worth a it's worth a try. Yeah, I'm I'm just worried if we're even gonna have it this this year. Hey, just stand like by the scramble light and just start telling jokes. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! I th- I think quit like like you got it. Like I feel like I don't know. It's such an interesting time when you think about it. like you got out in the right time where you don't have to go through all the shit we do with online classes. But at the same time, like you're stuck out looking for jobs for like. You don't you don't know like if there's gonna be an opportunity available in the next year. I gotta be honest, I would much rather be not in school but in college, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Like yeah. I would because at least there's that stability of I'm in Muncie, I I guess I'm here for a year or two years or whatever. Like that stability would have been nice. Mm-hmm. And to be around people that like I'm genuinely friends with, that would have been nice. But mm-hmm. other than that though, like online school, like I'm wondering how that's going to work for you guys. And I really do hope that they give you guys your, they reduce your tuition. If that's the case, if everything's going to be online, you guys better not be paying like full price to go to school there. 
from what I saw on the plan, the like, uh, like the plan that they or the the fall like tuition cost, it didn't. It may have been like decreased by a little bit, but it, the tuition itself, like the room and board, was less. But it looked to be about the same. Yeah, they better change that, man. Because if you're not, because if you didn't sign up for online, they shouldn't be charging you for in-person classes if that's not what you're getting. You know what I mean? Like, it, mm-hmm. it's not that. That's not how it should be. I I I agree with you. I I'd be in favor of um like less tuition. I I joke that we're basically going to Ball State University of Phoenix at this point. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. But what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Like, are you like? Uh, anticipating going back right now or where are you at with that uh, I'm tired of, be- of being home I've been home since early March and I'm really excited to go out I, uh, I've already had two classes move online so I've only got like four in-person classes so I'm basically gonna be doing nothing most of the day so that's good <laughs> but with all the restrictions like uh, I'm sure they're gonna implement it's like I'm excited to go back because I really enjoyed my first year, but I'm just curious to how it's going to turn out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's understandable. Like, mm-hmm. n- we no one knows again. Like, what was going on in March? No one knew what was next. It was like March was the month of shock. I feel like where, you know, first it was without wording. Oh yeah, no classes online, mm-hmm. or all classes move online, and then in the flash of a hat. Oh yeah, dorms are closing. Everyone yeah. get out. Like you know, what I mean, like no, there's no meetings. There's no like voting on anything. It's just this is happening now. Okay, now this is happening, yeah. and I really hope this doesn't happen. But I really do feel like with how things are going on with masks and all that kind of stuff, like another lockdown could happen in November when the flu season comes back. So who knows what's gonna happen then? You know what I mean? It's crazy. And so I asked this for to every guest who comes on. So looking back on how long you've been alive for, how what's what's an embarrassing story that you could tell listeners that's not going to get you in trouble? So nothing illegal or you can just add the word allegedly to it. What, what's what's something that what what's kind of your biggest embarrassing story you could tell us? I'm trying to. I guess I'll tell you the story about why I always wear a belt. Okay. There's some, so in high school, so like I was wearing these like um, shorts mm-hmm. and I put them on and I was at home. So I'm like, okay, I'm good. I'm like, you know, like th- at the time it was fine. It was standing. It was where it was. It's, it was fine. Mm-hmm. So I went, I sat down, my dad drove me to school. Everything was fine. Was sitting down in class and stuff like that. Everything was kind of fine. And then when I got to a point during the day where I had to stand up and I found out then in that moment, that my pants were like not my size. <laughs> so I, like, I had to wear a belt. So like the entire day after that, I just noticed that my pants were sagging. And I don't know how anyone else didn't really notice that, but like I just remember having to have my arms just on my pants, keeping them from falling down the entire day. Oh, and, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I th- yeah and because of that, I'm like, I'm, I've always worn a belt after that, like always. Even if I know the pants can fit, I'm like, no, I'm wearing a belt. I I totally relate to that and the fact like I I'm like a pretty skinny dude. I'm like 130, 140 last time I went to the doctor. And so like a lot of the time I would get jeans that are too big 
and the entire school day I would have to just kind of like pull, pull up my jeans over and over and over. <laughs> it's just gotten to the point where I'm, I, even though I don't like wearing a belt, like I'm going to have to start wearing a belt. Cause I, I just hate like every five seconds. I just have to pull up my pants. Oh, dude, like, the belt's the way to go. I like wearing a belt, honestly. Like, I just feel like it fits me now. Like, I don't feel good walking out of the house without one at this point. Like, I I guess I'm just that used to it. But if I'm wearing, like, jeans or if I'm wearing, like, uh, shorts or whatever, and there's the belt buckle hole, I'm putting on a belt. Yeah, I, I get that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to start wearing a belt more often next school year. But, look, so, so – Kwaku, I wanted since you're since you've been there four years, what's what's one thing around Muncie or Ball State that like I to me like Muncie is fine and all, but it seems boring. Is there anything like fun to do outside of like I like I don't like what what is there what is there fun to do in Muncie really? Because I haven't found that much, if that makes sense. Well, I guess you're not twenty one, so that makes sense. Because once you turn twenty one, like the bar seems pretty okay mm-hmm. like it's fun like if you go with your buddies or whatever it's fun to go to the chug it's fun to go to brothers it's fun to like explore some of the downtown bars and stuff like that that are mm-hmm. you know in town so i'd say that that's fun other than that like i feel like just for me it was house shows too that was another fun thing in muncie like going to just shows and just going to like these venues where you know you'd have bands playing your basement and stuff like that like th- those were also fun and that was something that muncie isn't exclusive in, but like really brought to like people's uh, attention that this could happen and that it's a thing. And actually for a while, like this house that I'm living in right now, it used to be a house show venue too, but we had to stop doing that last year, which sucked, but mm-hmm. that's also been something fun that Muncie has had to offer. Oh, and, that, and, yeah. Yeah. That, I think that's pretty much it. Other than like the village and like go, the restaurants that are around town. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like, those three things are like the things that Muncie are really good for. You bringing up those live shows just reminds me that that little Dickie concert guy canceled. That I don't know. Were you planning on going to that little Dickie concert? No, no, I'm not a big fan of Little Dickie, honestly. Have you watched his uh, new show on Hulu? Oh, Dave? No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's it's super good. Like I uh, like that, and the fact that like. I just like the way he freestyles. It would have just been an awesome concert, but Corona canceled that. It canceled my NF concert. It, I, it's I fucking hate twenty twenty. <laughs> did you um, did you um, what should we call it? Yeah, did you get um re- refunded for that? Uh, yes, I got refunded for both concerts, which is nice. But I've never like I've never been to an actual like main like a actual concert before. So mm-hmm. the, these would have been my first times, but the world oh, so said like, no. So you're like, oh, 2020, year of concerts, let's go. And 2020 was like, don't think so. Well, <laughs> it, it just lined up. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of NF. They were coming to Indian, Indianapolis this year. Lil Dicky just happened to want to come to Muncie for whatever reason. So I was like, bet. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it just didn't turn out that way. Dude, 2021 – is going to be the year of concerts, though. I'm telling you that right now. Like, once everything is able to open back up, it doesn't matter who you are, how popular how popular you are. If you announce that you're going to be in concert, you're going to be close to selling out because people are going to be 
there are so many people that are so concert deprived that mm-hmm. I feel like at this point they'll go see anything. But even with that, people are doing like drive-in theater. But do you like? We're we're not even sure it's gonna be back to normal by twenty twenty one at this point. You know what? I, I mean? think it will be. I think it will somewhat will be because, again, I think the vaccine will be available like in the spring. That's what I'm hoping for at least. But uh, I really feel like there there will be some semblance of like normalcy and stuff like that. And you know, especially once we get past November, I feel like that. That's the big thing. Once we get past November, I think it's 5th, then we'll be able to really see, like, or 3rd, actually, November 3rd. Mm-hmm. We'll see then what um, the stage will be, I guess, for the future. Because yeah. that will honestly be what really does determine it, unfortunately. And what sucks the most, in my, like, opinion, it's not even that all this shit's being canceled and whatnot. Like, we, one, we don't know what's going to happen in the next, like, 12 months two we're we're really in the dark about a lot of shit like whether it's uh whether it's me at ball state whether it's just the government in general we we don't truly know what the fuck's going on people act like they know what's going on but they they have no clue and it just like one day it seems like oh there's only two cases and the next day it's like two two hundred cases mm-hmm oh no yeah and it's actually and if you're in florida like They've hit like over like a thousand a day. Mm-hmm. So like it really does depend on where you are and where you're do- what you're doing. Like, luckily Indiana is stable, so I do feel like we could get back to normal like faster than a lot of these other states, like Arizona, Texas, Florida, that have all these people but didn't take like the precautions that they should have. Yeah. And that's what I think would potentially hold us back from opening up when we could have or should have. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you there. So uh, to kind of make it a, a lighter, uh, to go into a lighter subject. So Kwaku, outside of podcasting, is there anything you've been doing kind of in this quarantine that's been fun, I guess you want to say? Like, is there outside of like podcasting, is there anything you found to be like fun? Um, I've been hanging out with some friends because there's some friends are still here and I'm definitely like, you know, hanging out with them for my last few months here. Like after like the lockdown kind of like got a little lifted and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually traveled. So this past weekend, I went to Michigan and we went to the dunes and stuff like that. And that was really fun. So I've been doing stuff like that. Um, job hunting, um, watching a lot of, uh, I've been watching Netflix and Hulu and stuff like that. So that's, so just little, just little, little things, I guess, like that are just entertaining or just things that are fun to do. I get that. So, have you have you watched the new streaming services called Peacock at all? I have not. I heard it's free though, so I'll definitely check it out and see what they have on there to to offer. I would say Peacock's not a, It's not going to be nearly as good as Hulu or Netflix. I don't think. Like, it has some solid shows. Like, I don't know if you watched uh, the George Lopez show back in the day. Oh, that's on there. That it is, but it is on there. Um, a lot of yeah, well, that's on it I remember that. A lot of NBC stuff, because obviously it's owned by uh, NBC, is on there. So I I would say it's worth a check out, but honestly, I, I'm going to stick with Hulu all, all the way. Oh, no, understandable. Like, I really do think that we're getting to the point where there's way too many streaming services to where it's just becoming cable. Yeah. Because now they just launched the new HBO Max thing, oh and I would have gotten it just because South Park is on it. But the problem is, is that it's like 14 bucks a month. And I'm like, I'm not paying 14 bucks a month for this. Are you kidding me? 
Well, in also when you think about it, if you have Netflix, that's what like twelve, like ten to twelve bucks. You got I do Hulu with the student package, which is roughly five bucks a month. That's already like seventeen bucks a month. You've got you've got the new HBO Max, which is that crazy. So you, so twenty seven yeah. bucks a month. Not counting if you have cable. Not counting your your already utility. Your internet, which you do need to use those. So like that's another. Um, that could like, be another hundred on there. So like, yeah, like, it's a lot of money just to watch TV. <laughs> but the thing is, even with all these new sh- like streaming services, we're not going to be able to get much new content with this quarantine. So like, it's all going to be old shit. Oh, exactly. Or just reruns, which I think, especially for like some of these, I don't think that's a huge problem because mm-hmm. especially right now, I feel like there's a lot of people that are in their whole nostalgic feels, you know what I mean? So yeah. Like when Disney Plus launched, like I definitely was someone that just got that because I'm like, let's go Disney Plus. And I've been watching a lot of The Simpsons on there. I actually got into Zack and Cody again. And I forgot how much that show slapped back in the day. Oh, like that show like is still pretty funny. Okay. I had this debate with somebody I was talking to. Which is better, the Zack and Cody Sweet Life or the Sweet Life on Deck? That's a really good question. I gotta say, maybe the whole uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, only because I was younger when that show was on. Okay. So I feel like, from a nostalgic point of view, like that show was uh, really good in that in that perspective. Yeah. But the Sweet Life on Deck wasn't bad at all. Like, if, if you really do think about it, it was the same show, but just in a different setting. I think it was. I think like you, it was because I'm older, and it just like didn't connect as much for me, mm-hmm. at least. Like this, the the original Sweet Life was my childhood. It was super hilarious. London Tipton, the 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 guy with the long name Esteban. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, Esteban. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got Mosby, of course. You've got the. It it just seemed like new, and it just seemed original at that point. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I saw this interview, and I'm so glad. Like I like Cole Sprouse as an adult. Like he's mm-hmm. someone that like you can tell like. A lot of these celebrities that are coming up. They're like so progressive, and I actually do like it because there's an interview that I did that uh, someone did with Cole Sprouse. I think it was Jimmy Fallon, and he was talking about how um, reboots are the big thing now, and how everything needs to be rebooted. Apparently, and Cole Sprouse is like, you know, I think if we rebooted that, like that would actually take away from like the feel that like it gave a lot of people mm-hmm. and take people out of it. I'm like, finally, an actor that is speaking out about of that because I feel like. Just just rebooting everything to a point is bad. Like one of my favorite movies ever is Back to the Future, and if they ever say they're rebooting that, I'm going to be pissed <laughs> because there's no way that you can replicate that the way it was in the '80s. Like there's some things that honestly just should be left alone. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the whole like we need like tw- we need sequels for everything is outrageous. When you had something great that was original and whatnot, and then the sequels are never as good. They're just never. Oh, never. On, like, 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 there are a lot of Disney shows that they're trying to reboot. I'm like, I'm staying away from that. So, but they're like, I, I don't want to. I want to remember a show in its prime, like how it was and how I enjoyed it. I don't need. I don't know, like, what's a show? I don't need Drake and Josh 2020. I don't need to see what they're doing now. I want to see what they were. I want to watch the classic episodes. Yeah. You know, I don't want to watch. Um, 
like I don't like that they rebooted Full Full House. Honestly, I'm like you know I remember this is a '90s show and stuff like that. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Like just leave things how they were and don't ruin their legacy. Yeah, I get that. Like the the Drake and Josh, they tried several movies. Like the later movies, they even tried like a mix, like a mashup between them and Fairly Odd Parents, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, no, no. So that was a live action movie. You're talking about where Drake Bell played to me. Turner, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like they 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 tried it. It just didn't. It just doesn't work. Like I like no. the original Fairly Odd Parents, and they're trying to ruin it with this re- real life bullshit, and it doesn't exactly. work. The Fuller House sequel was trash. It was pretty bad. It was very bad. Like it wasn't anything where I was like, okay, you know, it's uh, it's it's like no, this is legit bad. And like Full House was known for being a family sitcom, mm-hmm. which I guess this was too. But at the same time, I feel like Full House was done well. And it was done at the right time in the 90s and stuff like that. And the reruns were justification for why it's good. But this, I'm like, we don't need this in 2016 or 2017. Like, come up with something new. And, and the, like, it would have been one thing if you had the original, all the original cast back. But you didn't. You didn't have the twins back. Bar- Danny was barely there. John Stamos maybe was there in a couple episodes. Uncle Becky was there a couple episodes. Uh, uh, you said Uncle Becky. <laughs> or Aunt Becky, my bad. <laughs> She's in prison now, so. <laughs> like, yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> But, like, it would have been one thing to reboot the show with the original cast, but they didn't even do that. Yeah, yeah, only some people came back, which, like, eh, you got to have the entire cast back. You can't. Do or just come up with an original idea. That that's where I'm at at the end of the day. Like, just come up with something new that people will like. Because I guess the whole thinking now is that people are going to just listen to th- or watch things that are going to be familiar to them, and they'll check it out, and there'll be ratings, and there'll be money. But a lot of these ideas were original ideas, and people caught on to them. And I feel like people have just gone lazy as far as that's gone. Like. Um- like the office is an example have you listened to like any of like the office people's like podcasts and whatnot no i never really liked the show to be honest with you really no i okay this is a very unpopular opinion i feel like it's not a bad show at all it's not terrible but it's not like people hype it up like it's the best thing ever like they're like i've binged it 27 times and i'm like i've seen an episode here and there and it's okay but i can't imagine going through all nine seasons multiple times and stuff like like that's just my opinion you're but, you're about to get some uh you're about to get some dms there oh hell come come at me social media at kwakes95 <laughs> on instagram and twitter my dms are open oh let's goodness. go <laughs> but uh like um they so they uh the two of the cast did an office lady podcast which they go through the behind the scenes of like episodes which is all fine but now they have another person doing it oral it's called the oral history of the office which again is not it's these aren't original ideas you're just you're just profiting off the fact that you're on the office exactly and i mean there's a lot of actors that do that too like which is unfortunate like but but it's typecasting, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you, if you're so familiar with a role, it's hard, I feel like, for people to see you outside 
outside of that sometimes. So like, there's some actors like, I'm, I'm trying, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now, but like I'll always see as this specific character. Yeah. And there's some that like try to do it and fail miserably at it. And there's some that are just like, you know what? People know me as this. I'm just going to own it. Yeah. And I feel like there's that line you have to walk of like, when do I own it? And when do I actually try to break the mold? And there's so there, you can't tell me there's not enough smart people to come up with new content. Like, oh, um, there like absolutely are like people in our department. I know we're talking about like original ideas. Like if you watch, go to those film festivals and stuff like that, like those are original ideas that people came up with and stuff like, you know what I mean? So you can't tell me there's not like room to like that. There's not people out there to create new ideas. There's, there's no excuse to keep doing sequels and reboots. Again, the only excuse that people will give you is it, the money is there. Because like I said, like if you announce Drake and Josh is coming back, Zach and Cody's coming back, guess what's going to happen? Everyone is going to get Disney Plus so they can watch it. Even if it's just for that day, Disney has your money and they can run away with it and be like, yes, we, we cashed out on this. Right. Like e- even with that, there's like illegal ways to stream it. Like uh, my mom wanted to watch uh, Hamilton the other day, so we like allegedly like found a way to stream <laughs> it without using without having to pay the whatever for Disney Plus. So I mean, yes, there there's incentive with money, of course, and like, but like I was taking a script writing class, and I'm like, this is so. There's so many ideas that you can have that you just don't need to re- reboot it anymore. Mm-hmm. No, I, again, I agree with you 100%. Like, I do wish that we could get back to days where, like, a new show was coming out, and it was a new show with a new concept. Mm-hmm. Like, example from my childhood, iCarly, original concept. There was never a show before that where someone was hosting a web show, and the show was constantly talking about the internet and constantly talking about teen interaction with the internet. Like, whether you liked the show or not, that was very revolutionary, I feel like. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I definitely agree I, like and then and then they went into the salmon cat direction and i just lost interest yeah in i lost that, after that but like i carly i enjoyed the yeah. hell out of that show yeah that, like that, that was like the prime of nickelodeon like victorious drake and josh i think danny phantom i think was nickelodeon yeah that was nickelodeon i remember that too but like oh. at least for me the prime was probably the late 90s until the late or yeah, i'd say late 2000s because even in the early like the cartoons from that time were so good like you had uh rocco's modern life mm-hmm. you had jimmy neutron you yep. had the fairly odd parents when they were new mm-hmm. and then like you had shows that are like are underrated as hell like invader zim i don't think you, i don't know if you've watched that i watched but, a few episodes where i i like i found like some way to watch it it like watching it now i just didn't like feel but i probably would have enjoyed it back Mm-hmm. yeah again that was something that was new and different and again i feel like the writing was a lot smarter because mm-hmm. a lot of these shows too like i would enjoy them but also my dad and mom legitimately enjoyed them too like my dad loved cat dog i don't know if you ever watched that but he like thought it was really funny and just like the writing was good like my dad liked hey arnold he'd watch that with me my parents thought spongebob was funny my mom loved drake and josh like so i feel like there was also that whole writing for children and adults back then that really isn't around anymore oh and now there's these crappy shows i don't even i don't like uh i remember the last cartoon network show i probably watched was adventure time 
Adventure Time and Regular Show for me. In Regular Show, there you go. Regular uh, Show was really good. Like yeah. that writing on that show was so good. So good. Oh, and now, also, I did watch Gumball. I did like Gumball. Oh yeah, that show was pretty. Like it was just funny. Like I felt like that show was just fun mm-hmm. and just weird in the best ways possible. Mm-hmm. And Quaku, I don't know if you saw in the news, like without getting into the politics of it, like the mm-hmm. whole th- the whole thing with Kanye. Oh my God, Kanye! No, stop! (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like he's just—he's just funny at this point. Like, I don't even take him seriously. He's funny, and again, I'm not gonna get too deep because I know you don't want to talk about politics, which I'll respect. But at the same time, buddy, what are you doing? Yeah, like Kanye, stop! Like Kanye, stop! Like that's—that's where I'm at right now. Like where I'm like, listen, this is not the time to be joking around. Um, did, did you did you stop. see what he said the, yesterday about, <laughs> about Harry Truman? Truman? Yes. Harry oh. <laughs> oh my oh. god! I Let the woman rest in peace. <laughs> oh. oh my god, that shit was hilarious. I want He's probably still trending at this point. Let me let me find this out. He probably is. I didn't. I saw some tweets uh, earlier today that were referring to that, and I think I actually saw that tweet of like. Uh, Harriet Tubman might as well be haunting people because I guess she can't rest in peace. Oh my god! Yeah, he's still he's still trending. <laughs> oh my god, that shit was. No, Kanye, though, I will say this: Kanye, because again, I re- and again, people like trash if you say like I like Kanye's music. It's like, listen, you can like Kanye's music, but still acknowledge the fact that he's a problematic person. Yeah. I mean, like, you can acknowledge the fact that stuff he says is really bad, but see, like, he has some good albums. Mm-hmm. And I feel like another thing, too, with the controversy that he always tries to start, he does know how to get himself in the news. Because I remember, like, when he hopped back on Twitter back in 2017 or 2018, he was starting a lot of stuff. Like, that's when he said stuff like slavery was a choice and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I was telling people, like, look, there's no way he actually believes this stuff. He's just mm-hmm. saying this. So that he's in the news, he has an album coming out, people will buy his album, it'll go to number one. Mm-hmm. And guess what happened? His album came out and it went to number one. So like mm-hmm. I think that like Kanye is the guy when it comes to like pub like his uh public relations. Like he's a good PR person for himself. He knows how to get people talking about him. He definitely is like he just had a single that I listened to called Wash Us in the Blood, which is good. Like I'll listen to his music. I don't really mess with him as a candidate. I think he's a joke. But just moving yeah, yeah. right up, what would you say? No, it's agreeing with you. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's a funny time we live in. But moving on, so we kind of swerve out of this lane. So, <laughs> like, so, Kwaku, is there, any, is there anything outside of politics, because we already briefly touched on that, but, like, is there anything you, you have on your mind that you want to rant on? Because this is what this podcast, like, I intended for. Is there anything you have on your mind that you wanted to kind of get off your chest? That's a good question. Like, is, so, like, one of my, one of my, like, examples that i like to bring up is like how like ridiculous construction is in indiana so like is there anything like that that you like or just like twitter twitter problems like where people can't take a joke and whatnot like, i'd say okay well i guess sticking with twitter we can do that so the the amount of people 
that don't are like media illiterate right now is mm-hmm. amazing to me because there's a lot of people that will tweet out stuff they're like i'm surprised that no one is talking about this or that no one is reporting on this where if you do a small google search there are people that are talking about it <laughs> yeah. like it's like one of those things where it's like people are so lazy on the internet and they don't know how to like think for themselves they don't know how to seek out information they don't even know how to like figure out if something is factually correct or not mm-hmm. and again maybe it's because i took these classes so like i know like the ins and outs and like how things are supposed to be written how things are supposed to be discussed like in a uh you know news article but at the same time though it's something where you can't you can't just take everything you read at face value. You have to like know the source. You have to be able to like, when you see an article, be like, wait, this sounds ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Or don't jump to conclusions and be like, people aren't talking about this because a lot of people that are in local media are talking about this and they're not. And people like also try to lump those people in with the mainstream media and they're not the mainstream media at all. And a lot of these people that are working for these newspapers or working for like these Fox 59 or Wish TV type stations are making 30,000 a year. Like they don't want to be out there covering protests. They don't want to be out there in the middle of coronavirus potentially getting it, <laughs> yeah. but they're doing it so that you can get information to you mm-hmm. and fact information to you. Yeah. And a lot of people like, and I know I've talked to a lot of friends that do stuff like this. Like there are people that are rude to people like that. And I'm just like, guys, these are multimillionaires. These are people that are, living paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. doing a job that doesn't pay them enough because they like doing what they're doing. Yeah. And, and to add to that point, I was talking to a former, I think it was WTHR account exec. And he basically said like the, like um, did like the news that you see on the TV is slowly dying out. Like when you look at the numbers, you look at the ratings they're not really paying attention to the news anymore when you've got a when you've got Twitter, which is mo- for the most part unreliable. But there are some some good parts to Twitter. Yeah, they're just they're just not paying attention to the local news as much. So these people are dying out slowly. We're we're probably getting to a point where it's like the newspapers or TV, and it's just sad to see like a field that we wanted to like me and you potentially want to get into just like die out. Well, I don't know. I don't think TV will ever completely go away. I think it'll become less relevant, but I don't think it's ever going to go away. No, I, I, like I, I don't think it's going to go away. I'm just saying it's going to be like the newspapers where it's like slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was my point. Well, I think newspapers might. Unfortunately, I think they might go away only because mm-hmm. it costs so much money for them to make. And like everything that you can get in a newspaper, you can get on the internet, like, I feel mm-hmm. like. Which is the same with TV, but I feel like TV will always be like an entertainment safe haven for a lot of people. So I don't think that that will ever go away ever. But I feel like, again, like you said, it might become less relevant like newspapers are right now. But I do feel like everything is moving to the way of Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. And I do think a lot of places are getting behind on how to getting behind how to do this and how to adapt to it because you the whole thing about this business and media is that it's always changing mm-hmm. and you have to be able to come adapt to these changes and that's just the way it is because that's how people are and these corporations don't want to go where the money is mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, I feel like that's the big thing too, that people have to look into. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. I like, I was talking to him and it's it, like, if you're in, the, if you're trying to become a like media thing, he, the person I was talking to said, maybe go towards being a digital media journalist instead of going your normal anchor route because it's, I think that's good. Cause like, then again, like say everything does end up online. You mm-hmm. have the experience to do it. You know what I mean? Like, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's less learning on your part. You see what I'm saying? So I feel like, again, he is right to do stuff like that. And I think that that's a smart move to do. So I, I, so I've been, so there hasn't been too much going on in my life to kind of rant about. I mean, like there's, there's been construction of course, but <laughs> when like, is there construction in Indiana? Exactly. That's my whole point. That like I get riled up because there's still there's still a tiny like probably a two foot bridge by my house that they've been working on for months that they're trying to like redo and put in the new bridge or some I don't even know what's going on. It's just like ridiculous at this point. I know, understandable. Like I I know in Bloomington it, there's there's been construction going on there for years, L- literally years. And it's like, you're like, okay, we're building this highway, but like, what, are you guys going to be done? Like, is there an end in sight? Like, can we stop this? Oh my God. It's, it's, it, it gets me irritated. Like, uh, there's like a, a road, there's a, um, they're trying to build like three different roundabouts around my like city, like a uh, town area. And then they're closing down one of the part, like, one of the two ways to get to the interstate. So it's just like, why, why, why did they decide to clump it all together? Like, oh my God, we're trying to and be you're caramel. In Indy, right? Are you like outside of Indy? So southeast side of Indianapolis. Okay, so you're still in the city. Are you in a suburb? I, I'm in the suburb. Okay, gotcha. Okay, we're trying to. We're my my like township is trying to basically be like Carmel, if you know, like where there's like fifty roundabouts. And yeah, it's, it's it's stupid. Oh, Carmel, Carmel, Carmel. <laughs> uh, well, Quaku, do you have anything else you want to bring up? Um, not really. Unless you have uh, anything, uh, anything you want to add, throw in there before we wrap up, or if you wanted to wrap up, like I'm so, like I didn't have a lot planned. I just there hasn't been a whole lot going on. It's it's been a shitty week really i'm trying to think I'm, tr- I'm trying to think let me let me do one quick google search politics not talking about that <laughs> <laughs> immediately just like nope we're not doing that nope. not today. brace oh did you see there was a um there was like in some other country there was like a there was like the bubonic plague was found again. Yeah, I think it's in China, right? I think so. It's it was some wild like that. And I, like, are we surprised at this point? No, I'm not. And also, like something else that people don't realize is that like the plague happens here in America a lot. Well, not a lot, but it happens here. Like, and. It's not something to where it was in the 15th century or whatever. It's very treatable. So I feel like that is another instance of the media not really like reporting completely or they're keeping stuff out of the headline. Like 
because I read that and I was like, whoa. And then I looked more into it. I'm like, wait, no, this is okay. Like, I think, <laughs> again, like right now, like coronavirus is the big thing. Like, mm-hmm. we don't have a vaccine for that. We need to be working on that. But, like, the plague is treatable. Mm-hmm. I think there's people in, like, Colorado that have had the plague before. Like, it's, it's not completely uncommon, but it's very rare, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah, I get that. But then, like... It just, like, doesn't surprise me. Like, did you see, like, those, like, like hear about those, like, humongous bats that were popping up? Mm-mm. So, there's, like, these species of bats, I think, in Africa. I would, I'm just going to throw it out there, Africa. It seems like the place, like, where humongous bats, or, like, Australia or some place. But, like, like when you when you picture a bat, you think of this, like, small little creature that like is is this like harmless for the most part right yeah no this this motherfucker was multiple feet wide like their wings were like probably like a like a wingspan of a human oh my god that's actually kind of scary i'm not gonna like i gotta tell you something yeah i'm not scared of a lot of things i am petrified of bats (laughs) so those things come over here I'm going to have a heart attack. Like, you don't understand. Like, I remember there was one time where we moved into this house we're in right now. This is a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And my friend was showing uh, one of our other friends around the house. Mm-hmm. And my friend, uh, my roommate, Ethan, opens the basement. And they go, oh, yeah, and um, here's the basement. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy that I, they were showing around just goes, like, uh, is that a bird? <laughs> And he slams the door shut, but the bat flies out, oh, flies hell out of the no. room, and it's flying around me as I'm sitting on the couch. And mm. I ran to my room like a scared little girl. Like, I'm not going to even pretend that I was, like, pretty, like, tough about it or anything. Like, I was scared out of my mind. Oh, I don't blame you. When I was I was younger, I was petrified of the dark. So, you know, have you, like, like – have you ever done this in your life where you like turn off the lights and like dash to your room? Mm, yes. That's, that's what I used to do all the time. If that thing came at me from the dark, bro, I'm, I'm, mm, I'm, I'm running for my life. I do remember there was this one, I think it was morning where I was laying down in bed and I don't think it were bats, but I just hear a lot of like flapping and squeaking and stuff like that outside my window. I thought it was like a bunch of bats outside my window and I actually like legitimately froze. Like I was that scared. I'm like, Oh my God. No, 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 no. Like again, like I've never had like an experience with a bat. I just know what they can do to you. And yeah. you're like, you know, if they bite me or anything like that. It could, it could be instant rabies. <laughs> you never know. Like it's, it's not every bat has rabies, I guess, but like, and some of them are harmless. Mm. But it's definitely not something I'm going to gamble with and be like, oh, look at this cute bat. Oh, look at, oh, oh definitely to bit me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm dying. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nope. It's, I was, uh, I was scared of as a child, the dark, definitely. A little bit of the ocean because I don't know what the fuck's down there. And then heights. Heights was a big one. I like was terrified of roller coasters. Oh, I always loved roller coasters. It's, I don't like I don't know it's just like not being in control and like you're going down like a hundred miles per hour and I'm like I, I like to be on the ground please that's understandable I'll say about the oceans though I, that is a legit fear because sharks like, the shark attacks can happen so I understand that 
But also, like, I don't know if you saw that with the police star that had died a few weeks ago, but, like, I guess for her, that was a lake, but, like, still, like, things like that can happen, like, tides can take away like that, you know what I mean? Like, you never know, like, how, like, wild the water is going to be, so. Again, like, the ocean is a very totally understand that people have. And, like, the fact that you, like, yes, you can, like, touch the bottom at some point, but you don't know, like, some, like, crab could, like, come up from beneath, like, I, like, like, I, like, I can't see through that water, so it, it just, like, I don't know, I just have a fear, and one last thing before I'm gonna let you go, Kwaku, thank you for coming on, did you see, did you see this thing where people, parents are named some in some country their kids corona why 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 are they doing this (laughs) i don't know why god no no i don't approve of this at all no no (laughs) like just like what like i don't get people i don't get the whole naming thing now like i know like there's some parents are like i'm gonna try and be creative with my names but there's some names you give people, and I don't think the parents realize this, but if you give a kid a name, you're just setting them up to be bullied the rest of their life. Exactly. Like, and again, I was just a, that kind of kid in high school, in middle, in elementary school, and something like that. So, like, now, like, if, if I'm thinking of a name, I'm like, wait, wait, what is this rhyme? What does this name rhyme with? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, the amount of, like, jokes you can come up with Corona. Like, uh, what, what's another oh, nice name? Oh, six feet away from you. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, imagine when that person sneezes. Like, oh my God. And then, like, what's another one? Like, isn't, like, uh, what's, what's, like, the name that can be, like, turned into, like, Dick or whatever? Like, Richard. 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 Like, why are we people naming people Richard? And who was the person that thought, like, oh, Richard, you know, you know what's a good nickname for Richard? Dick. <laughs> like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. <laughs> like, are we are we that su- like Elon and his like girl A A E twelve? Yeah, that kid's gonna get the shit kicked out of him. But like, he's got mommy and daddy's money. I guess mostly daddy's money, so he'll be fine. I guess he'll, he'll be fine. I guess, but at the exact same time, like, why can't you just name him Fred? Like, like honestly, <laughs> can we can we not just get some more Scots in the world, some more like Bettys? Like Yeah, exactly. Why why do we gotta why do we gotta be naming Corona or uh Ebola or s- some shit? I don't know. If you had a kid though, do you do you have a name that you could would possibly go with? Uh I mean, I'd go for a generic one, or if I was really being an e- like uh, having an ego that day, I'd name it Sam Jr. Just to be like, he's my junior. <laughs> I want this kid to be me. <laughs> Honestly, like, I'm I'm not, I'm not like I feel I I have an ego to where yeah, he's my kid. Like yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's understandable. I definitely like the name Lucy for some reason. Like I think if I had a daughter, that'd be a cool name. Wait, what name? Lucy. I like that name a lot. Lucy? Yeah, I, yeah. I know someone named Lucille, so, I mean, she, she wasn't a terrible person, so the one person I know with that hasn't been a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I think that's going to wrap it up. Sorry, Quaco. I didn't have a lot prepared because there honestly hasn't been a lot of shit going on in my world. Oh, no, that's absolutely fine. I've so enjoyed coming on and talking with you. And thanks for thanks again for having me on. It was a great time. Yeah, no problem. I'm, I'm going to try to get more guests on. Hopefully more shit will happen in my life. But, I mean, since Jacob's episode and now mine, I mean, I've just been at home. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Like, no, absolutely. I mean, again, it's a pandemic. Like, that's all you got to do. Like, but you know, what I mean, like, there's there's not much happening other than like, yeah, there's like, I think there's only like two major things that are happening in the world right now: coronavirus and the protests and stuff like that. And it's like, other than that, it's like there's not really that much happening. Well, where's all the funny shit that's going on? Like, where's, where's, uh... It's in 2020, it's in 2019. Where's Mayo <laughs> Head Ed at? Where's, where's, um, what's another fucking, where's, where's, where's the comedy at? Like, I miss fucking comedy. Oh, me too. That's something else. Like, when all these stand-ups get back, like, people are gonna be like, let's go see Eric Andre, let's go see, um... Bill Burr, let's go see Burt Kreischer. Like, mm-hmm. all these stand-up guys are going to make so much money once but, everything like is officially back on. But what can they talk about other than the quarantine? And it's just going to be repetitive. You know what I mean? Like, they'll probably talk about quarantine, but their experiences in quarantine. Because I feel like a lot of these comedians are like dying in the sense that they have nothing. They can't go on the road anymore. Yeah. A lot of these comedians, like, their whole thing is them being on the road. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they'll get a lot of content just from that, like their aggravation from that. Yeah. But I am also with you though. Like it's interesting to see how they'll bounce back from everything. Uh, I don't know. I'm ju- I just miss, I miss 20. As, like I like, I was tired of 2019, but I'm like looking back on it. I wish we were in 2019 right now, or at least skip forward to 2021 at this point. Or, or the beginning of 2020, like the beginning of 2020 was okay. But then, when when did Kobe die? Oh, never mind. I feel mind. like it was early. That was the third week of January. <laughs> Kobe death. Oh my! Uh, that's January twenty sixth. So yeah, I don't really want to go back. <laughs> I don't really want to go back to the beginning of that's, January either. That's still so surreal to think about because, like, I remember seeing that headline and thinking that was a meme. Like that was just a meme. Yeah. Well, and then I was like, oh, no, everyone's reporting on this. It's not a meme. It's legit. The thing that sucks about that is compared to how other people have died, like uh, Juice World who died of drugs, you had Mac Miller who died of drugs. Like, you have these famous people that are dying of, like, drugs. And this death wasn't his fault. It wasn't drugs. It was because he tried to beat traffic, essentially. And, like, and, and again, you can say whatever you want about And I'm not talking about you. I'm saying like, yeah. people in general. They could say anything they want about Kobe because the whole rape thing and stuff like yeah. that. But like, he was able to bounce back a and redeem himself as a person in my eyes and do a lot for the black community, especially. But at the exact same time, that father-daughter relationship that he had is what every man should want to have with their daughter. Yeah. Because that's something. Because again, there are a lot of dads that aren't that way with their daughters and like treat them like, oh, I just wanted a son and blah 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 blah. But you could tell that Kobe was someone who genuinely cared about his daughter and genuinely wanted to help her succeed in basketball because that's what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He wasn't pushing, pushing it on her. She yeah. really wanted to do that. And like yeah. a lot of people that were close to her like came out after her death and said that, which I'm like, that's really 
that's really sad. So, like, honestly, people can say whatever they want about Kobe, but, like, it's really sad that a 13-year-old girl also lost her life. And I yeah. think that people can get that as well. And also the other families. But, like, like he bounced yeah, yeah, back. Yeah, that's true, too. And, like, it was just, like, sad because, like, he 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 was gonna be like like a Michael Jordan where he just has like all this like billion dollar empire and whatnot. But like he also, as you mentioned, his like relationship with his daughters, and it was just like sad to see that like this single month like this month like this person has to raise her other kids by herself, knowing she lost Kobe and her and her daughter, daughter in one day. Like that's rough. That's I don't care who you are. That is rough. That is rough. And then, like... I would never wish that on anyone, honestly. Like, that's... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Oof. And then, like... So, like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, like, comeback stories and whatnot. And, like, there's, like... I don't know if you know who this is, Kwaku, but, like, I, I was a fan of, like, Ryan Leafs. If, do you know who that is? I do not. He's... So, he was basically a number two overall, like, quarterback, like, or number two behind Peyton Manning and basically like he was a bust and whatnot like he got into drugs he was arrested and whatnot and like it was inspiring his like turnaround and then he just got recently arrested for domestic assault or something so like what what like I was like rooting for Ryan Leaf I was super inspired by his story like he was someone I looked up to and then like he just like did that and like Kobe made a mistake and he he made the world a better place essentially like he made up for it he did the settlement with the chick and then he tried to better the world for not only him but his like daughters exactly and i i think that's something that people should look at again i don't think that like well like again this is a big thing that's happening now too like with rape and stuff like that coming out like rape stories and stuff but like look like i'm obviously not someone that's going to sit here and say like you know she's lying she yeah. didn't know or or any girl like in that case like i always mm-hmm. believe the victims overall and by the exact same time though i feel like, again people like to attack these guys because they're celebrities mm-hmm. but they don't give these guys room to grow or to fix their mistakes yeah. i guess a perfect example is you know like people are quick to say something like about that when kobe um, does something like that like oh screw him he sucks how could he do that to a woman but then when it's someone that they're friends with, mm-hmm. like someone in their fraternity or someone that they're best buddies with, and it comes out that they were sexually assaulting people, their tone changes pretty quickly to, yep. wait, hold on, I don't want them to like kill themselves, or hey, I don't, we should probably kind of be there for this person. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like, you can't, you, you gotta be honest, you gotta like, again, reprimand what it happens, but also give everyone a chance to grow not just your friends not just your everyone deserves a chance to better themselves you know what i mean yeah and yeah like it was a terrible thing he did but he he made up for it it's kind of like it's kind of like uh big ben roethlisberger he did the same thing he was accused of rape he like he's now like a read he's like a um trying to be a better person he he had like a porn addiction and like a alcoholism and he's like fighting to be better themselves and it's kind of like that's great like we got to give these people room to grow as terrible as things they did there has to be rooms to grow and like mm-hmm. that's that's what i just agree about cancel culture like once you're done in their eyes you're done mm-hmm. but i mean again like i feel like cancel culture is just a meme ish at this point like 
because again, like if you think about the actual definition of canceled, it's you're gone and you can't come back. Mm-hmm. Like how many people that have been canceled have just been gone and have not been able to come back? Like I can think of Bill Cosby, who mm-hmm. I think deserves like he does not like fit in that yeah. category of like room to grow. Like he did awful, awful yeah. things and try to lie about them. But like Bill Cosby, Harvey Weinstein's another one. Yeah. And maybe Epstein. Kevin Spacey could argue. But like also, other than also, that, also Epstein. That's like, Twitter <laughs> has tried to cancel. Who has like legit been canceled? But who like, I, at the same time who has like bounced back in a big way? You know what I mean? Like wh- mm-hmm, that's true. Because I can't really think of a person who's like been like like can't like let's say like this person's canceled and then like came back. Maybe Kevin Hart. Like you know, like Kevin, when- I don't think he got canceled. I, I and again, like the whole thing with that Kevin Hart's thing is if you're going, how are you? Go- the people that go through people's tweets to try to find something like, yeah. or like look for things in the eighties or the nineties that they did and try to use that against them to get them fired. If you're doing that, you're a terrible person. Yeah. Cause like there's some stuff that came up with Jimmy Kimmel and he was doing a show called the man show. Mm-hmm. This is back in like the mid nineties and late nineties or something like that. And they were trying to like get him on like wearing blackface in that time. And Howard Stern on wearing blackface at the time. And it's like, listen, in the 90s, blackface wasn't acceptable to just wear around. But if you're doing political, if you're doing satire, yeah, comedically, it was acceptable. Mm-hmm. The times have changed now, so yeah. you can't hold someone to that standard in the 90s. Like, let's go back. And again, it's the argument I make with people. Let's go back and see like what you were posting in high school or the yeah. things you were seeing in high school. Like, there's probably things you could cancel me on from things I did. With, at 15 years old, I don't find funny anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, Kwaku, were you ever in an Xbox Live, like, party? Oh, I know. No, but I know we're about to talk about. You're talking about, like, those kids that would just drop the N-word all the time? Or just, like, PS4. I'm, like, I wasn't one of those kids by any means, but, like, the amount of, like, yo mama jokes that went on, the amount of just, like, terrible, terrible shit went on, like, if... I mean, a lot of people grew up playing video games. Now, if you were go back to listen to those, probably 99% of people that played Xbox would be canceled. Like They would be canceled and they wouldn't have a job. Because those are the same people that are saying, oh, this person said this in 1984. He shouldn't yeah. have a job to feed his family now. It's like, yeah. okay, then by that standard, no 15-year-old boy should have a job. Literally. That's what you're saying. Because, again, like, there's th- like, I remember, like, to your point, my friends I used to tell racist jokes in the bus. Like, we yep. used to try to, like, one-up each other with racist jokes. And, like, I used to think, like, people like Rock and Rock and Ali were funny. And I can't listen to that stuff now because I'm like, this really is just offensive just to be offensive. Like, I don't enjoy yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like, people grow up. And I think mm-hmm. that people need to acknowledge that people grow up and get back to the point we are talking about before and give people room to grow and improve their character. Every, yep. No one is the same person they were at 15 years old as mm-hmm. they are at 22 years old. I agree because the stuff I said, I'm just glad I have the like right mindset now not to say it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, because like I grew as an individual, I'd say I'm like, I'm a lot nicer of an individual, even though I do roast Dimitri a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's Dimitri though. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like, uh, side note, like, I was trying to do a, I want to do a roast Dimitri episode. 
Like, hey, whenever you want to do it, let me know. Let that's why I was, I was, I was texting Jacob, and I really want to do that. I don't think he would be down. Like, you know how they do like the Comedy Central roast? Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. Like, I want to do that. Roast us, though. That, that's the, that's the thing. I don't think he could roast us as good as we can roast him. You know what that's I mean? Because, <laughs> like, because, like, if he was able to do that, we would just like. We he wouldn't get upset as much, you know what I mean? That is true. So, but that yeah, I, that that was just a side note. But what were you talking about? Yeah, so like, um, going back, like I'm like I've grown as an individual. I would, I'm, I just like, I don't like I didn't have Twitter back then, so like you're like I can't be canceled if you want to call. It, but like, oh, I'm on, I'm on the same page as you. Yeah, like. Like, there's no digging up old tweets. All you got is the new stuff, baby. Go through those. <laughs> <laughs> Go through the new stuff. The ones that, like, I troll people on but aren't, like, offensive. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. I want to thank Kwaku once again. I'll let you shout out your Twitter handle once again. Uh, okay, so the my personal Twitter handle and Instagram handle, if you want to follow me, which you should, uh, is kwakes 95 and if you want to follow the podcast, the Quakes of Friends podcast on Twitter and now on Instagram, the show has an Instagram now, um, you can follow it at K-W-A-K-E-S-P-O-D on both Instagram and Twitter. And check out Quakes and Friends, K-W-A-K-E-S-A-N-D Friends on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. And there should be more platforms coming very soon once I uh, am able to get the show back up and running again. Yeah, I've... I, I tried to – apparently it's like four to six weeks for Pandora, which is incredibly ridiculous. Yeah, I saw that too, and I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm going to do this later. Because, yeah. again, I do want to add the show to more platforms and get more people on board and stuff like that. But, like, you know, and the like, time will come. The like, will I've, come. I've now – because it's gone so slow to the process, like – where like instead of like it, like auto like doing it for my other podcast, I'm just like manually doing it because I'm tired of waiting for like uh, like two weeks when it could be done in like less than a week. Oh, exactly. That's why I use the system I use because it's just doing it that way too. And I'm just like, I can do this. It'll be fine, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Thanks again for having me on. This was a really a fun time, and I enjoy talking with you. Well, that's uh. At- um, Qu- uh, Quakes and Friends. You can follow them on Twitter. They how how many times do you do your podcast? Once a week or what's? Um. Well, right now it's not happening because my microphone's broken. So like, once it's back up and running, like you'll see it on like this the socials. So okay. K W A K S P O D to follow and get some updates on that. So be sure to listen to that. Follow him on Twitter as usual. And I'll talk to you guys next week where I think I'm going to try to have another guest. If not, you'll just hear my beautiful voice again. Well, have a (laughs) nice week, guys.